This is Jess Explores. I'm Jess and I work in Mare, the SFI Research Center for Energy, Climate and Marine. Join me today on a new episode of Jess Explores. I've spoken a lot about whale watching and all of the must-dos and safety issues and what you actually have to do when you whale watch, as in how do you detect animals and, and all of that. But what I haven't spoken too much about is the safety for you as a, as a watcher. The thing about the ocean is, is you're surrounded by water, right? You are, if, especially if you're on a boat, there's always water around you. But I've noticed that people in general don't tend to drink a lot of water when they're on, on the water. Uh, so, you know, they often get dehydrated. Sometimes they get seasick and dehydrated, uh, which is horrible because when you're seasick and dehydrated, you just make it much worse for yourself. Um, and sometimes they don't eat enough and they don't put on sun lotion and all of these things. And I can't believe I have to say this, but when you're on the ocean, especially when conditions are super calm, the ocean is like a mirror uh, which means that it reflects onto you, which means that you are much more prone to uh, sunburn. And it can hurt, especially because you probably get sunburn on your face or on your hands or your arms, wherever, whatever skin is exposed to the sun will be um, double or triple burned or has a higher chance to be double or, or triple burned, which is awful. And so I always... You know, I always have my sun lotion with me and just try to apply to myself several several times during the day, but also remind others of applying it. Uh, the other thing is seasickness, uh, which I am actually prone to seasickness. So I do, and I've mentioned this before, why people get seasick is because of the equalizer in the ear. It doesn't quite do uh, or it doesn't quite stabilize and that's why you get seasick and seeing permanent land or seeing something static can actually help you with the seasickness. But people uh, get seasick with the slightest movement. Most parents are concerned about their children, but children are typically okay because they just get sleepy. Uh, I've never actually seen a child throw up because they're sick. It's typically the grown-ups that just have a little bit of maybe a cocky attitude about taking seasickness pills or not knowing that they actually are prone to seasickness. Uh, all of these different issues that are, um, you know, that's not nice when you're on a boat because especially when you turn off the engine and you're just idly watching wildlife, the boat will move and that can be where you will feel the f biggest swell and most of the seasickness actually. So really important to take that seriously. Have ginger with you, have some, ideally have taken some uh, seasickness pills beforehand. Um, and again, drinking water. This is my absolute pet peeve on a boat when people don't drink water. Now, I understand you're out there for several hours. Uh, you're kind of a little bit concerned about using the bathroom in most cases, which I also understand because uh, bathrooms on small boats are not always the nicest places. First of all, because they are inside, meaning that you don't see the ocean. And if you're a little bit prone to seasickness, that can be very um, disorientating and a little bit um, confusing and not nice having to use the bathroom that way. But I think the other area uh, is much more troublesome if you are, if you're dehydrated and seasick, that can be really bad. And the thing about the ocean is that dehydration will be the one thing that could cause you severe issues. As it's getting warmer, especially in Europe, 
and you may be on the water much longer and for uh, for longer periods of time. It's important to always be hydrated. So always have a water bottle with you. Keep on drinking water. There is bathrooms on board. I promise you, even if they're not the nicest places to be for a short period of time, if you do have to go, they're totally fine for that. And lastly, another pet peeve of mine are proper shoes on a boat. I cannot stand when people come with flip-flops or with shoes that are just not suited for a boat. There may be some ropes, there may there may be some buoys, there may be some stuff that you could fall over. And your proper shoes are important, not only for when conditions are dry and calm, but especially when it gets wet. If there's a little bit of water coming into the boat or if it's drizzling or raining a tiny bit, uh, if you don't have proper shoes, you could fall, you could hurt yourself and you don't want to hurt yourself on a boat because that's you instantly recognize how small the boat is and you realize how far away from land it may seem that you are and that can be very challenging as well uh, to kind of deal with that so those are my tips sun lotion have snacks with you proper shoes and drink water um, and seasickness so there's a few tips and tricks there to make your time on the ocean as enjoyable as um, as possible and most importantly just have fun because the oceans are amazing and it doesn't matter when you go, you will always see something uh, and it it's never going to be the same, which is the exciting part about the ocean. So with that, I hope you have a lovely uh, beginning of the summer and you're, you're able to go out and enjoy the ocean uh, and love being out there. If you want to engage with me on social media, follow me on Twitter at Jess underscore explores or follow me on Instagram at Jess underscore explores underscore podcast.